The Michael K Show. Maybe this is Dable disagreeing with everyone who had proclaimed the Giants found their backup quarterback for next season. Because how else would you describe going back to Tyrod? Sunday, you can make the case that it made sense because technically the Giants were still in the playoff hunt. But now, the only way that this move makes sense to me is if we were viewing it incorrect and they don't actually feel like there is a future for Tommy. Because if there were, wouldn't you use the next two games, the final eight quarters of the season to evaluate him and see what you have going forward because it's ultimately going to help you make a decision or multiple decisions as far as your quarterback room is concerned. The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two on the K Show on this Wednesday afternoon. Pat O'Keefe and Ty Butler, whose monologue we heard a moment ago coming back from break. Would you be interested, Ty, in the list of the highest paid backup quarterbacks in the NFL? Oh, let's do it. That's interesting because Tyler's got to be number one. Well, these are actually guys who started the season uh, as backup quarterbacks on their respective teams. Tyrod Taylor actually is sixth on the list with a $5.5 million salary. Here's the guys ahead of him. The highest paid backup quarterback at the start of the season was a guy that you're very familiar with by the name of Zach Wilson, Mm. who carries an $8.7 million salary, which is still part of his rookie contract, and it's so high because he was, if I'm not mistaken, the number two pick in the draft. Yeah, I wish you were mistaken, but yes, that that is accurate. He is the number two overall pick. Not just just three years ago, by the way. The second highest paid backup quarterback, I don't even think is a backup quarterback. I think he's a third string quarterback, but the exact same scenario as Zach Wilson. He was picked one slot behind Zach Wilson, and that is Trey Lance, now of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Rookie contract, third overall pick. The third highest is Jacoby Brissett. Eight million dollars. That makes sense because they started the season with Sam Howell and they weren't sold on him for obvious reasons. The fourth highest is Taylor Heineke. Similar situation to Washington, where Heineke starts the season. They weren't sold on Desmond Ritter. And then the fifth highest is Mitchell Trubisky. Again, backing up Kenny Pickett, who the Pittsburgh Steelers weren't necessarily sold on. So really... Tyrod Taylor is the highest paid backup quarterback of a quote-unquote franchise quarterback, or at least a guy being paid as a franchise quarterback at the start of the season. Yeah, so I I think it would make sense for the Giants going forward, not that the backup quarterback isn't important. We've seen all across football this year, these guys are dropping like flies, and there's still an opportunity to salvage your season if you have a really good one. But I just thought... That, you know, once we saw the Tommy DeVito sensation, it just, you know, fiscally made more sense for them to not run it back with Tyrod, elevate DeVito because he's cheaper, bring Daniel Jones into the mix next year when he comes back healthy. And if you draft a quarterback, then obviously you can change your, your hierarchy. But that that was the quarterback room in my estimation. Now, it looks like Tommy DeVito could, could be relegated to number three or maybe not even on the team next year at all. It's, your plan is contingent on the Giants drafting a quarterback yes. in the first round, which I think they may do and which they may not do. They have to, though. They have to. And I get, like, you have to be in position to take one. you got to love the guy uh, who's on the board when you come up. But 
I just think it it would be a disaster if, if they left this offseason without their franchise quarterback because they clearly don't have one. Daniel Jones is not their franchise quarterback. And they told you that when they built into his contract the ability to get out of it after two years. So they were never truly married to him. It was a relationship they still had some skepticism about. So you think and, no questions asked, whoever the, whoever they pick in the draft, even if it's outside of the top three quarterbacks of uh, May and Williams and Daniels, no questions asked, whoever they pick, even outside of those three, are a better option next year than Daniel Jones? Well, I can't say no que- I mean, it would be irresponsible for me to say no question because you, you don't know how these guys are going to translate, especially if they're not in that top three. But... I, I see what gives me encouragement. We've seen Dable multiple times over take a quarterback, develop him, and get him to his apex. I think sometimes we phrase the the Josh Allen part of it uh, in a way that's uh, that's different than what actually happened because it's not the people sometimes make it seem like Josh Allen came in as a scrub. He was a seventh pick in the draft, but we did see Dable help him reach MVP form. Daniel Jones wasn't Daniel Jones until he hooked up with Dable last year and had a career season. Tommy DeVito went from not being able to throw a pass in a, in a game uh, to a three-game winning streak and then orchestrating a, a game-winning drive on Monday Night Football. So because of the confidence you have in the head coach, to develop these guys, you feel great that if he loves whoever he's taken in the draft, yes, I think that's going to be the best option going forward because, you know, he can do what, what he does. And it also resets the clock, resets the timeline on this whole enterprise. Yeah, but what you're doing is you're closing the door on that being a possibility with Daniel Jones, who he just did it with last year. And if you're closing the door on that, you're basing it on Jones playing. What did he play this year? Five games? You're no. basing it on Jones playing five games behind an offense. Offensive line that was probably as bad as the Jets' offensive line. Pat, you know, you, I, you could have said the same thing last year. You could have said the same thing the year before and the year said before. Said the same that. thing. What? He's going into year six, and we keep dancing around what we know is true. It's well, the offensive line, the receivers didn't have you know the, the right head coach, offensive coordinator. None of those were excuses last At, year. He played great last year. No, but years prior to that, it was the conversation, which is why they did not pick up his fifth year option. He went into last season auditioning for a job. He got the job, except they built into his contract the ability to get out of it after two years, which told you and everyone they were never truly sold on him. There was still a next level he needed to get to if they were going to commit to him long term. So the point is, we've now seen over and over again, this guy, on top of all the questions we had before, get hurt. And it's the second neck injury in three years. And now he's torn his ACL. He can't stay on the field. So if you got a chance to get your franchise guy in this draft, reset the clock with an offensive genius... Who's going to develop him? Of course you do that. If you have that chance. But I think there's a very good chance that you don't have that chance. If you're picking five and the top three quarterbacks go in the first four picks, then what are you going to reach for somebody at number five? No, it's predicated on them being sold on on whoever the guy is. We're not in that room, so we don't know who they value. We don't know what their power rankings is. But uh, I'm saying if, if they have the guy there that they love... Or, or, or that they're you know interested in in, in, in drafting, then that's what you got to do. You you can't run this thing back and, and think that oh yeah next year is going to be different because it's based on what. All right, it's game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. We got a full slate tonight. We got basketball action here on ESPN New York. The Knicks in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. 
pregame coverage begins at 7.30 with the game starting at 8. Who's doing pregame on that game? Anybody know? I believe that is Pat O'Keefe. Oh, wow. Wow. So you're doing double duty today. Double duty Mm. today. Absolutely. That's unlike you. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) You're not someone who really likes to work too much. That's that's just... (laughs) Holy crap. And then we got Anthony doing double duty tomorrow. Anthony did uh, double duty yesterday also. (laughs) Oh yes, he, he, he had uh, did the Howard David show. Howard David, we yeah. but t- tomorrow's going to be a longer night for a him. Long night, yeah. Well, Anthony tell us he's going to roll in at like three thirty, four o'clock into the studio. Oh, yeah. after the show started, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, who's working Friday with me? Let's <laughs> he told us just get the ball rolling. <laughs> Milwaukee uh, is still in New York. The Bucks have had a nice long week in the Big Apple Christmas week. They're playing the Nets tonight. You see that Nets injury report? No one's I, playing tonight for Brooklyn. Really. Yeah, it's 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 a mess. Like the NBA thought it fixed this uh, load management problem. Well, I think really the NBA didn't. said that they didn't want high-profile guys sitting out games. Fortunately for the Brooklyn oh, Nets, wow. they don't have a single high-profile guy on their entire roster. Look at you, Mister Nick guy. Why <laughs> Washington? Have fun, have fun with your six-two being your best player and route <laughs> to winning a championship. The Washington <laughs> Capitals are at the Garden tonight, taking on the New York Rangers. That is a Seven o'clock puck drop, and you could hear that. Where, Anthony? Oh, that'd be on uh, ten fifty. And, and Ray that Rowe. is that is a uh, is that a Kenny Albert production? Oh yeah, Kenny Albert. Kenny's back in the saddle. That's right. Okay. So Don with, on pregame with, with, with the I great, believe so. Don on pregame and the great Pete Stemkowski alongside Kenny Albert for that one. The Islanders are home, taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins at seven thirty. You could uh, stream that on the ESPN New York app. The Devils also home at 7 o'clock to take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. So uh, a full slate, both basketball teams, all three hockey teams. That's game time brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. During the big games this season, enjoy a Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. Want to take some calls here? Let's do it. Let's Let's talk to to the people. uh, Let's go to Javier in Queens has been waiting for a while. Javier, what's going on? What's up, fellas? Happy holidays. Same to you, Javier. No doubt. Uh, Pat, I've never been on with you. I've been on uh, before with, with uh, Ty. Same to I'm you, glad bro. it's the three of us. Yes, it's, sir. A, it's a Jets call, but I just want to, because it's the three of us, I just want to, since it's three of us here, we can, uh, majority decision, LeBron James is not the GOAT of basketball, okay? Just very quickly, just wanted to get that out of the way. Very on topic, when it, Javier. No, it's right. It is a majority decision if it's the three of us. Yeah, just so we can, you know, we can lay that to rest. We don't have to talk about it again. Yeah. Uh, With the Jets. LeBron's still playing in like, year 21, by the way, so he's, that resume still good. I know. And, and the two little Galen Brunson smacked him around a couple of weeks ago, right, in L.A.? But then, what was MJ doing at age no. 39, by the way? I think the argument of the greatest player of all time clearly be based on what that player is doing in his 21st season. No, I think you're definitely on this. <laughs> we're talking about longevity. Pat, I love you so much. You're such a gift. You're such a gift. <laughs> when it comes to the Jets, right, I just I'm, – I'm the, I'm the type where there's no point – I'm, I'm just – a lot of people have been saying this, but there's no point in winning. I mean, when it came to the Jets season after the fourth play – they punted on the season. They didn't bring in somebody to do anything. The line wasn't going to do anything for them. Like, at this point, the absolute best thing for them is to get the best draft pick that they can. No, You don't build culture uh, after week nine for the following season. Like, at this point, like, you know, it's, it's medicine. 
medicine doesn't taste good, but it's good for you, the best thing for them to do is to be able to get the players that they need moving forward. They missed out on Broderick Jones last year because they won too many games and they have to do that swap. Like it's just, it's just that like at this point, there's no point in winning for for the Giants, the Jets or any of these bottom teams, their best, the best thing for them to do. Unfortunately, it it sucks to lose, but is for them to lose. That's it. Javier, thanks for the call. But the thing is, Ty, tell me if you disagree. They're playing Cleveland on Thursday. Very, very little chance the Jets win that game anyway. Cleveland's a better team, and they're looking to clinch a playoff spot. And then you have that New England game, which is just so interesting for so many reasons. The fact that the Jets haven't beaten them in forever. The fact that it's Bill Belichick. It's maybe his final game. And the point I made earlier, it's not just – you can't just look at this from the Jets' perspective. Is it more beneficial for the Jets to lose that game? Yes, Yes. it is. Of course, it's also more beneficial for the Patriots to lose this game. So what are yeah, they both? They gonna they gonna both fall down? They gonna both take a dive at the same time? No, but when we talk about teams tanking, it's through the lens of what fans feel should happen. The the coaches and the players are never thinking that. And also, Belichick, what does he care about tanking? He's not going to be there next year. And even if he were to return. He's not. He doesn't strike you as, as a head coach who wants to lose football games to improve his draft positioning where he can't even draft uh, to begin with. Uh, if that were the case, they would have lost that game to, to Denver on Sunday night. So I, I, I think that's more of a fan-oriented perspective. And the, it's a it's a tough spot to be in because, you know, when do you ever go into Jets-Patriots as a Jet fan rooting for the Patriots to win? But as far as, like, what's best for both of your franchises going forward, it would be for New England to win that game. I think um, Belichick is your ace in the hole for that game if you're a Jets fan. Because if he's not coming back next year, he's got no incentive to tank. And, and you're right, he's probably not interested in doing that anyway. And if he's not coming back... The last thing he wants to do in his last game lose to as the, the Patriots head coach is to lose to this team. Oh, that's going to hurt him forever, which is why as a Jet fan, that why part you of you want wants to win to that game. For, see, that's what I tell you. It's, it's, that's it's why it's so interesting. It's, it's, it's a toxic situation to be in. Plus, aren't because, you tired of hearing the fact that you haven't beaten them since, was it 2015? Yeah, aren't 2015 was the last time. It was that Get week, that over with this year, year when nobody's watching anyway. And then you come into next season fresh with Aaron Rodgers and you don't have to hear that. I think that matters to me less than just beating Belichick and sending him out with a, no, with a nice way. L tatted on his forehead as he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Either way, on the case show, Pat O'Keefe, Ty Butler, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Subi in Midtown. What's going on, Subi? Hey guys, I hate when like fans are playing Monday morning quarterback all day because you know how are these teams even supposed to tank? The players are going to get injured. They, you can only tank in the last ten seconds. So my theory is that even the Giants Super Bowl teams that won, no one had predicted that they were going to win. They need to build momentum for next year. And all these players who are on the roster currently, you know, they're still pretty young. The Giants Super Bowl teams had players littered with players we never thought would rise up to an occasion like winning the Super Bowl. And if this offensive lines on both teams are going to be good next year, we're not going to have a whole new offensive line. There's still going to be players on this roster currently who are going to have to step up next year. And game reps is the only way that they're going to win. Now, regarding the rest of the league, we're living living in an age where Joe Flacco and Mason Rudolph are playing best football of any quarterback right now. So I think 
you just have to ride with the waves and the streak of the flow of the season and momentum can can carry over for next year and that's been my theory since day one thank you very much pertaining to the jets though ty if if what he said is true right then why are the jets never the team in position you know why why are the jets never in position to do what Cleveland is doing right now or to do well, what Pittsburgh is doing right now. Pittsburgh's had a miserable offensive season. They're on their third quarterback, none of whom you would want in a vacuum. And here they are at 8-7 and seven with a chance to go to the playoffs. You know, the Jets in this regime, in the previous regime, they're never able to even get themselves into the conversation. How is it that, you know, Joe Flacco looked as bad as he did in a Jet uniform? Where do you go? 1-8 and eight as a starter from 2020 to 2022? Did have... Uh, I want to say 14 touchdowns in that span. But how is it that he can look as putrid as he did last year, quite literally like a quarterback that was on the doorstep of retirement and that had no interest in playing, to being so prolific with this Browns offense this season? That can only be explained by coaching. It's the only way to explain it because you can't say, well, offensive line, the Browns have been, been rife with or, or, or riddled with a ton of injuries on their offensive line. So it's, it's not like, you know, Joe Flacco is this elusive quarterback who's <laughs> able to escape opposing pass rushes. Their line has been, you know, dealing with injuries and he's still able to put together a, a pretty representative, representative run. And you know, nine touchdowns, three interceptions. That that's a that's a an indictment on the Jet an coaching awesome staff, it yeah. isn't it? You know, look, Cincinnati lost their quarterback. They stayed in the hunt. Pittsburgh, they've held it together. Minnesota, Minnesota is after on their losing Kirk Cousins, uh, and then you know they rode Josh Dobbs for a couple of weeks until he fizzled out. Uh, Indianapolis is in a playoff spot right now. Yep, and that's a new head. That's a first year head coach. That's where coaching comes in, man. You can't just be a passenger in this. You can't just be on one side of the ball. You would love to see your entire team up. Exactly. And you would love to see coaching be a huge impact on a game. How many times have you watched the Jets the last three years and you say, well, you know what? I think coaching won them that game. It's usually the opposite. Like, seriously, like you laugh. It's usually defense won them that game or Josh Allen won them that game. Yeah. Or Jalen Hurts won them that game. But for the Jets, you, you never come out of a game feeling like, well, we outcoached the opposing team. They outschemed them. Yeah. That never when was, happened. When was the last time you had, you had confidence? Well, I shouldn't say this because the answer was probably this past Sunday. I was going to say, when was the last time you had confidence that you had the edge in the head coaching matchup? When oh. Ron Rivera wasn't the other. <laughs> and it, even then, it's like, do you really have the edge? You only have I the edge because uh, Ron Rivera is on his way out and you, you get the feeling the team's quitting on him, but... That's a good question. You go into a game and it's all you always you, you, you do like the tail of the tape. You always feel like you have the inferior head coach. Always. Let's go to Doc and Hewlett. Doc, what's going on? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, happy holidays. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a guy who's been going to New York football games uh, since 1968, and I've seen quite a bit. So uh, please follow me. The uh, situation with running backs in the NFL is uh, interesting because of what's taken place. But I think we're going to see more of that, and I think it has to do with the quarterback position. And what am I talking about? Well, right now, Joe Burrows, uh, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Pickett, and Deshaun Watson, just to name a few, they're on the sidelines 
uh, they're hurt. And so Rogers. I think what we're about yep. to see, I think what we're going to see is the new NFL coming up. And what that means is instead of investing $50 million, and Aaron Rodgers, don't forget. So instead of investing $50 million in a quarterback, I think you're going to see a two-tier system now where you're going to see teams have two very good quarterbacks and they're going to start to devalue the pay for a quarterback. And I don't know how they're going to do it um, right away, but some of it's going to have to do with there's going to be incentives for how many games you play because it's absolutely insane right now that there's at least 10 guys that are star quarterbacks that are not playing. So the teams that are succeeding, you talked about Cincinnati winning with uh, Browning or the Steelers. And guys, when you talk about coaching and you talk about the New York Jets, Rob Sala is absolutely, and I'm a Jet fan, and I mean a diehard Jet fan who's been to 23 stadiums to watch the Jets play. And I don't go anymore, but I'm going to tell you, Rob is the worst coach in a game situation. I mean, he's the guy who kicked the ball down the field to New England in uh, 20 seconds to go in the game and lost oh, on a punt return, yeah. which is the only way anybody could figure out how to lose that game. He's the guy who didn't call timeout against Detroit. Detroit yep. So I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for Salva as a human being, but since I coached and I played and I've been around this game 55 years, I can't even watch my Jets because I know – that when it comes down to a chess match between anybody and Rob Sala, yep, they're drawing dead. We're done. <laughs> no, we're just talking about that. I, yeah. I don't want to be mean. And then you want to flip it over to the other side. You want to talk to me about Brian Dayball. Well, you know the Giants have had a lot of circumstances. They had a great year last year. The Jets don't have. The Jets take a great year last year that could have been and throw it into the toilet. So you guys are talking about Tyrod Taylor. Let me tell you something. Tyrod Taylor, you said his record is 1-2, and two, whatever his record is. The Giants played the Buffalo Bills and by all rights should have beat them with Tyrod Taylor. They won another game, and, and then against Philadelphia, in the second half of that game, he took them down the field to literally, you know, okay, it was a long shot that they would make that play on the last play of the game, but, you know, Tyrod Taylor is a very good player. And, good, you know, he, I'm watching. No, he's a good quarterback, Doc, and thanks for the call. We documented his, right? We documented his career. He's been in the wrong place at the wrong time in multiple cities. Somebody sent me something on Twitter. He was benched once for Nathan oh, for Peterman. Na- for Nathan <laughs> Peterman, the uh, five interception special. One thing I want to say about that game, though. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was not the reason why the Eagles decided on a punt or a kickoff return to run into each other. But he also he was not, they all, agreed. They also moved the ball better when he was they playing did, quarterback. But they he also the ball at all. was not playing defense on Jalen Hurts when he throws the no. pick six to Dory Jackson. Moved the ball. So yes, it looked better. They scored points. He had the the beautiful you know touchdown pass to to Darius Slayton, seventy six yards. Of course, it it, it it was more productive, but. I mean, let's not pretend like the Giants were, were had you know Steve Young on the bench. Like this, he's an upgrade over Tommy DeVito, who was undrafted as a third string quarterback. But it's not like you know it, this is some huge difference maker that we we got to talk about in a different light. 
BetMGM is an official sports betting partner of the New York Jets and your number one app for the football season. Get ready for kickoff by locking in your same-game parlay and your favorite Jet player props and checking out the exclusive signature bets for the game. BetMGM has all the action you need every Sunday and every other day of the week, no matter what your favorite sport is, with app upgrades that will make betting faster and easier than ever. The best loyalty program in sports betting and special offers for Jet fans all season long. It's no wonder why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. If you love pro football, you're going to love wagering at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today and make this your best season yet. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Still continuing the conversation uh, that was started at the beginning of the show with the announcement that Tyrod Taylor is back as the Giants starting quarterback. Tommy DeVito back to the bench. The last caller before the break, Ty, we wanted to get back to this, had an interesting point, uh, a salient point, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure. Interesting? That's the word you're going to use? Interesting is the right word either. Um, You can say ridiculous. We may be headed in the direction of the devaluing of the starting quarterback position, and you're going to go to like this two-quarterback set, similar to what they – have done to running backs in the NFL because of the uh, the plethora of quarterback injuries this season. I don't know, though. 
I, I don't necessarily see that happening. I think if Patrick Mahomes is out there and available for $60 million a year, I think he's going to get his $60 no, million a honestly, year. Honestly, I would rather, instead of, instead of having Patrick Mahomes, who's won two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, been to five conference championship games, instead of having him as, as my quarterback, I'd rather have the combo of, I don't know, like Geno Smith and Derek Carr. Because maybe it's cheaper. Yeah. Geno Smith or Drew Locke. That seems to be working great for Seattle. They're in playoff contention right now. Let's go, you know, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson. That's a nice uh, starting quarterback duo. <laughs> then how do you figure out who starts the, 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 the following game? Is it based on just performance, who, who did well in practice? I don't know. I mean, if, the, if it's the Giants, it's probably not based on performance since that what, hasn't so, been their MO But here's year. my question, and as we're having fun with this. Teams, like, there are barely enough starting quarterbacks to without the injuries. 30, the 32 te- without the injuries, With, yeah. everyone healthy. You, you think that there's enough to go around where teams can have two good ones? Come on. That's we, ridiculous. We started this season with the following people as starting quarterbacks. Mac Jones, um, Kenny Pickett, um, Ryan Tannehill, Desmond Ritter. Who was the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Sam Howell. Interest you? Can I can I interest you in the Sam Howell? Anyone? Um, yeah, no, nah, I'm Derek good. Derek Carr, Bryce Young, Brock Purdy. Whoa, how did he get in there? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now Josh Dobbs did have. start the season as the Cardinals Josh Dobbs did start in Arizona. Yeah, because yes, Kyler was, uh, was. He beat on the Cowboys IR. and he almost beat the Giants. He wasn't that bad, that Josh Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> what a ridiculous point he made. No, we're, we're not going to devalue starting quarterbacks because uh, all you got to do is go to Vegas. I mean, Tommy uh, DeVito the, would like that, by the way. Who's the, who, who has the best odds every single year to win the MVP? It's always one of the best quarterbacks in football. It's Lamar. It's Mahomes. It's Burrow. It's Allen. It's Hurts. Yeah. Uh, so, come on. It, it, that's that's just him, I guess, overreacting to uh, uh, you know a, a not unprecedented amount of injuries we've seen so far this year. But uh, far be it to say, just a, a, a ridiculous point. Let's talk more about this Giants quarterback situation and how it pertains to next season. Because Taylor's starting this Sunday. I think that Week 18 is still up in the air. I wouldn't rule out a scenario in which Tommy DeVito gets the start in that final game. We'll see. We'll see this if time. If he gets next hurt, week. if if Tyrod well, gets hurt, and by the way, too. that's that's a big part of the equation with Tyrod yeah. Taylor, and that's one thing we didn't mention. We you know. We, we mentioned how his timing and his luck has been very unfortunate throughout his career. He's also been very injury prone, even aside from being stabbed in the lung by his own team doctor when he was with the Chargers. I mean, that sounds crazy to even say. He got stabbed in the lungs by team doctors. <laughs> I mean, if you, don't know, a- if you don't know that story, you're like running yeah. to Google right now and saying, what? What happened? But yeah, now that actually happened, like on the field or in the tunnel right before the game. But even when he was the, the quarterback of the Browns, before Baker Mayfield took over, he was knocked. He wasn't taken out of that game because he wasn't playing well. Yeah. He was knocked out of that game so he's been he knocked. Injured. He's been knocked out of games twice by the Jets. That Cleveland game and then At this, least the twice. game week eight. Uh, yeah, he was on the eight. Bills. There's a chance he was knocked out of a game I'm as sure. the Bills quarterback against the Jets. So also. at least two times a Jets a Jets defense was responsible for you know putting him out. And it's cost him a starting job because he never got it back in. He never got it back in Cleveland, and until now he hadn't gotten it back in New York. Um, but what you know, so there's 
that scenario. And then there's next year. We had Jordan Renan on yesterday, told us that he expects Daniel Jones to be ready for training camp over the summer. We asked him who he thinks will be the Giants' week one starting quarterback next year. He thinks it will be Daniel Jones. But will next year be Jones' last year as the Giants' starting quarterback? They could draft a quarterback in the first round of this draft. I think there's a possibility that they don't draft a quarterback and they run it back with Jones. They fortify their offensive line. They beef up the backup quarterback position, whether they run it back with Tyrod Taylor or bring somebody else in. But um, we heard from Mike Tannenbaum earlier. He was on the Barton Hahn show with Anita Marks and Bart today. Um, Tannenbaum was asked about Daniel Jones. If Jones were to be traded, how would the Giants go about trading Daniel Jones? Well, I would redo his contract, give him a signed bonus prorated out, lower his number, and then have, you know, maybe it's Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, and Tyrod Taylor all competing for, you know, the job. Again, like, Giants know their quarterback play hasn't been good enough, hasn't been consistent enough. So I would think if I'm them, I got to look at every situation. He said Did an he interesting just say name Russell there. Wilson? He said an interesting name there that we hadn't mentioned yet today. Did he just suggest the Giants should be in on Russell Wilson? So Russell Wilson, if you haven't heard, Tommy DeVito, not the only starting quarterback who has never won an MVP to have lost his starting job today. Russell Wilson also lost his starting job with the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton going to go with Jared Stidham in their game this weekend. So Russell Wilson, presumably the end of his tenure in Denver, and you could see it, you know, from the beginning of the season, him and Sean Payton kind of Clashing. careening yeah. towards this outcome. But all I right, mean, the private office, the the private parking spot, you know, him the, having his the own squat guy. thrusts on the team plane to London, <laughs> the uh, the air uh, handshakes as he's running out of the, the practice facility with the fit fans who aren't there. He's high fiving them. So, but well, this if is a the guy was on the, the if wall. we could just go back on Russell Wilson. It, this is a guy who announced his contract extension with Seattle while he was in bed with his wife. If you if you remember that, <laughs> I remember that. Yo, That's Seattle. <laughs> I like to use this word "interesting" a lot. He's an interesting dude, that Russell Wilson. Yo, Seattle. <laughs> It's like 11 o'clock at night, and coming across your timeline is Russell Wilson in bed with Sierra. By the way, she was like, com- she was completely made up, right? They, she had just gotten out of the makeup chair at 11 o'clock at night to get back into bed and, <laughs> to record that and come video. on camera for that announcement. Yeah, I, so I'll say this. Um, maybe the answer is that Russell Wilson just isn't good enough. I don't know why why the Giants would at all be interested in, in, in bringing him here. So I think that that's something you just dismiss. People are going to have fun. It feels like we did this a couple years ago. Russell Wilson to the Giants. Russell Wilson to the Giants. Uh, the Seahawks felt like greener pastures were after they got rid of him. Now the Broncos feel like greener pastures are after they got rid of him. So at some point. It didn't work out, clearly. It was a disastrous yeah, trade considering what and, they gave up for him. It's a disastrous trade, and his extension hasn't even kicked in yet. He signed a five-year extension that starts next year. So you know, the reason why they are benching him now is because there's an injury clause in there where if he, he fails a physical, uh, an extra $38 million gets tacked on to the 37 that he's already going to make. So this, you know, this is something that the Raiders did last year to Derek Carr, if you remember. We've seen this happen before. 
uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe this happened to him too. It, this just you know carves out uh, a, 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 an opportunity for a team to, to to bid on him. I just don't think the Giants should be that team. Russell Wilson is the classic case of how to win with a quarterback who's on his rookie contract. That's the easiest path to success in the NFL. The 49ers are right in the middle of it right now. They've got a seventh-round draft pick in Brock Purdy who's good enough. And the reason why he's good enough is because he's got all this weapons around him. He's got a great offensive line led by maybe the best tackle in the NFL. He's got Debo Samuel. He's got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. He's got George Kittle. They're able to pay all of those guys because they're not paying Brock Purdy anything. When Russell Wilson had his best moments as an NFL quarterback. He won the Super Bowl and then he went to the Super Bowl and threw it away on the final play. It's because he was a third round pick who earned the starting spot, was better than people anticipated, and the Seahawks were able to spend all of their money on a top flight defense, a good offensive line, and enough skill position players. And then what happened? Well, then Russell Wilson got time for his contract extension. He wanted to get paid like a top-flight quarterback, except for one thing. He was never a top-flight quarterback. And then he got paid, and then little by little, they weren't able to pay the guys around him. The team got worse and worse and worse every year until they finally were able to find a sucker last year in the Denver Broncos because the Broncos were left at the altar because they thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, which is why they hired Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach in the first place. The Rodgers thing fell through, and they're like, oh, crap, we need a quarterback right now. Let's completely overpay for Russell Wilson, but he doesn't have it anymore. He's not that guy anymore, and for the most part, when he doesn't have a top-flight team around him, he's never been that guy. And he's not someone before he could rely on his athleticism, his quickness, and his mobility. And we've seen that escape him. He's he's not in the same shape that he was uh, when he was with the Seahawks during those glory years. And that makes sense. He's now 35 years old, so he's he's not in his athletic prime. Uh, but yeah, this this it's funny because people they thought Sean Payton was coming to Denver or going to Denver to fix. Russell Wilson. No, he was going there to fix the Broncos, and if he diagnosed the problem and and Russell Wilson was part of that problem, there was a good chance he was no longer going to be with that team. So I'm not shocked by this. Sean Payton has to do what's in the best interest of that organization, and and given the power he has, the length of the contract, right now it is the, the, the prime spot to find your next quarterback, whoever that is. Like you said, man, it was a bad trade. They were thirsty. They were desperate because they felt like they had a team that that was ready to contend uh, in the AFC, and it just didn't work out. Because you look at Seattle, and you see what they, the harvest they reaped from all those draft picks, Witherspoon, and you know the 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 pass rusher who, whose name is escaping me right now. Uh, it, it's 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 a mess. It's a mess for Denver, but Seattle made out looking pretty good. And the coup de grace since the start of last year, who's been the co- better quarterback, Geno Smith or Russell Wilson? Yeah, Geno. At best, it's a tie, but it's probably Gino. Gino got them to the playoffs last year. On top year. of all of that other stuff. Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of Inspiration Sales Event. Like a new 2024 Mazda CX-5 for $279 a month. Or buy and get 0% financing and no payments for 90 days. Find your new Mazda now at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN RN. 173698 MSRP 32560 tax title registration extra ends 1224
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. This portion of the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by Genesis of White Plains. Visit Genesis of White Plains, newest member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Good topic today uh, on the quarterback situation uh, about the uh, with the Giants and at large throughout the NFL. Uh, Tommy DeVito out as the starter in New York and uh, Russell Wilson out as the starter in Denver. Let's get some more reaction from you. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Chris in Bethpage. Chris, what's going on? Uh, it's Chris and Wanta. Hey, Chris. But it's all good. Pat, um, I, I get your whole comment of trying to say Russell Wilson was never that guy, but that is just such a wrong and outlandish statement. It's like not even funny. He he started 10, 10 seasons for the for the Seahawks. Eight of the ten made the playoffs. And if you want to not even count the, the first three years, which, yeah, the defense, whatever, but as a judge fan, you don't do nothing without a rookie quarterback that did what he could, which he did. And then they, they only missed the playoffs two of the next seven years. And throughout that time, they were at 10-6, and 11-5, 12-4, 9-7, even when they missed the playoffs. And his stats speak for themselves. He was throwing for 3,500, 30 touchdowns, very rarely had a high pick game. He was doing everything he could. That's just how the NFL works. When you have a young guy who isn't getting paid a lot, 
That's how it works. And then when he got paid, like the top flight quarterback, he was, he did everything in his power for 10 years for the Seahawks to win the same way Aaron Rodgers did. Sometimes the team cannot be maintained around you when you get paid your due diligence. But to act like his last two years, which he did struggle, that he was never a top flight guy, that, that is that is a that top is a flight guy, Chris. Take. We're 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 being a little loose with that definition. I mean, look, top flight guy is Patrick Mahomes. He got paid. The team is still winning Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers, top flight guy. Come on, all right. No, no, That's no. One- the team the team success was similar with Aaron Rodgers with the Packers and Russ with the Seahawks. But Rodgers was a top flight guy because he kept winning NFL MVP awards. Russ never sniffed an NFL MVP award. He was a good quarterback. He was a good quarterback. But making the playoffs doesn't make you a top flight guy. It makes you a good starting quarterback in this league. The top flight guys are reserved for the Mahomeses and the Burroughs and the Aaron Rodgers and the guys like that. Russ was never in that category. Pat, I'm totally sorry, but you're wrong. For that 10-year time, he was arguably considered the top five guy, and yet he no, wasn't he was winning not. the MVP. He's never it. a no, top he was not. quarterback. He's Aaron never Rodgers been a top five quarterback. You sound ridiculous. Go, you guys are crazy. Look at the, 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 the team success. His statistics speak for themselves. He was a top flight guy. Just because Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady were winning the MVPs over him does not excuse the fact that he was still a top flight guy. You guys are like, it's crazy that you're acting like this guy was not a top flight guy. One of the how best many people are in this top flight? Decade. How many people, Chris? Thanks for the call. How many people, Ty, are in a top flight? Eight? Eight, no, top flight is like four or five to guys. To me, top flight is like five guys. Yes, top. I, I think we, he was we, never we, that consistently. We Maybe loosely use words like superstar and elite. Yeah. He yes. was never that. Maybe he dipped in one year. He was the fifth best quarterback one year. But you've got a top flight guy means you're top five in the league, top four in the league consistently year after year. Who were the top flight guys? I didn't even mention Brady. I'm glad he brought him up. Brady, Rodgers. You still had Peyton Manning. Um... Who else did we mention there? And now, you know, now you move on to Mahomes. Obviously, Burrow is in that category now. Rod oh, Wilson was never that. Never. He was. Ne- he was never in that in that conversation. That's the difference between what Russell Wilson did and what guy Mahomes got paid, and they kept winning at the same level. Rodgers I mean, got had... paid, and they kept winning at the same level. Wilson got paid, and yeah, the Seahawks kept making the playoffs, but they were a little bit worse year after year yeah, after that, year. Yeah, they were led good. by the defense. So going back, I'm just like Brady, of course, Manning, Rodgers, Breeze. Uh, you had even uh, Andrew Luck. like Philip Rivers. Uh, Philip Rivers. You had uh, Stafford. Like you had upper echelon quarterbacks who, you know, comparable to Russell Wilson, they, yeah. they were just better. They were just better. He was you know never was a top Russ? five guy. Russ's PR machine was better. That's what was better. Even B- I didn't mention Big Ben. Yeah. To- he, he even as much guy. as we He's like to make fun of him, Tony Romo was a really good regular season quarterback. He was never a top five guy. Come on, cut it out. Stop it. That's, that's, that's absurd. Let's go to, uh, I believe, the next town over, Chris in Bethpage. Chris, what's going on? Hey, guys. What's um, listen, uh, you stole a little bit of my thunder before, Pat, and you said it well when it comes to the Giants and uh, what they should do going forward. I would be shocked, shocked, if they didn't, they're going to give Jones one more year, $40 million. They're going to try to justify paying him that money. And listen, as watching all these games that I do, there's nothing, and I mean nothing worse than a bad offensive line, which is what the Giants have. And there's two really good linemen that are available this year. The kid from Notre Dame and the guy from Penn State. Um, I don't think 
even I don't even think the Giants gonna have a chance to draft one of the three top flight quarterbacks anyhow, so it's not gonna be a decision. But what they have to do, draft one of these linemen, put him on the right side, take Evan Neal, kick him inside the guard like he used to back in college, tell him he's gotta get his act together, okay? Shore up that offensive line and go from there. If you remember, you brought up Pat Mahomes three years ago against Tampa, all right? That guy, it was one of, if you just watched that game in a bubble, you would think that Pat Mahomes never played the game before. But you know why? Because that offensive line was brutal that game. And what did the Chiefs do? They went out and fixed it, and he came back and won a Super Bowl. So to me, offensive line is like good relief pitching in baseball. If you don't have relief pitching, you really have nothing. You can have everything else, but if you don't have good relief pitching, you have nothing. And it's the same with offensive line. I think the Giants are going to fix it. Uh, they're going to have to address it. And then I think they'll probably draft a quarterback in like the second round or something and have try to work on that. And by the way, another thing, too, is I hate when people say, this is the quarterback draft. The way football is, every, every year, three or four names come out every year, football. So if somehow it doesn't work out with Jones this year, and I think they're going to give him every shot to make it work out, I think they'll just they go back to the drawing board and try to draft a new quarterback well, the, the big, following the year. The biggest but determinant here, line, Chris, please the, address it. the biggest factor, and thanks for the call, will be where Jaden Daniels is and if the Giants, how high they are on him. Because it looks like they're not going to be able to pick one of the top two guys. Drake May, Caleb Williams are going to be gone. If the Giants are picking fifth, if the Giants are picking fourth, and Jaden Daniels is available, and the Giants are in love with him, then they pick him. Then yeah, pick I him. mean, that's why and it's hard If they hard don't, then they pick an offensive lineman, and the Giants would be in position where they would get, and here's that phrase again, a top-flight offensive lineman in this draft because everybody ahead of them is either going to be picking a quarterback or Marvin Harrison Jr., but there's still an opportunity for them to move up in, in the final two weeks of the regular season, assuming they lose out to the Rams and to the Eagles. And then you just see what happens with the Commanders. Uh, Commanders got a tough schedule, though, uh, with the Niners and the Cowboys to end the season. And then the Patriots, who play Buffalo and, and the Jets this week. Uh, so there's still some uh, maneuvering that can that can happen, and the Giants can find themselves uh, in that prime spot to take uh, one of the three best quarterbacks that that will be on this board. Happy holidays from Bay Ridge Honda, your go-to Honda dealer serving the five boroughs of New York. Their year-end price drop is counting down now. They have over 200 new 2024 Honda models in stock, all priced below MSRP. Shop Bay Ridge Honda, a 2022 President's Award winner at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. Must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 1231 123. Jack Daniels has always made great whiskey and they always will. One thing Jack can't make more of? Moments. Those are on us to create. New York football fans, we only get one shot at this thing called life, so let's make sure we're making the most of every moment. Jack Daniels is giving you and your friends the chance to have the ultimate tailgate experience during the NFL playoffs with me, Peter Rosenberg. Visit jacksultimatetailgateexperience.com to enter. Jack Daniels, make it count. Jack Daniels and old number seven registered trademarks. Please drink responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.